Welcome to Season 5 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I have been bringing special guests to you since the beginning of 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. We're excited to be back for another year of guests here in 2024. For the month of January, we've been sharing our interview with another local teacher, our good friend, Scott Alberson. Scott is a seventh grade English teacher at Kellogg Middle School. Our listeners are going to really know Scott a lot better after hearing the wide range of topics in this episode. Well then, let's get started with the final episode of our Dreams and Bones interview with Scott Alberson. So as you look at, you know, you've talked about the guitar playing and the writing a little bit. Is there anything out there that you would like to try creatively, that you would like to explore? That's a good question. I, I guess I guess right now the one that is like feels like I'm kind of fascinated by, but I'm a, but I don't I'm not like diving into is is probably writing mm-hmm. uh, more than anything. Yeah. And I, I I know I like can't I don't have the capacity to like novel write. Right. Um I'm a better like stream of consciousness kind mm-hmm. of writer. Maybe mm-hmm. lends itself a little bit more to short story writing mm-hmm. right. or stuff that's dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really know what that would look like, but I've I never read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um growing up I read because I had to mm-hmm. and through college I mean, I bet through my four years of college, I probably recreationally read four or five books, Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. really little Mm -hmm. recreational reading. Mm -hmm. And just in the last like five years, I've tried to make a pretty concerted effort to read more. Right. And now I now I like am very fascinated by it. And now I like want to read all the Mm -hmm. time. I still don't make enough time for it, but I guess that's kind of my That'd be my answer, yeah. I guess, if yeah. I was really going to try to start dabbling with stuff. And mm-hmm. and I know for sure that in the beginning, I would just have to just start, like, filling some journals right. and stuff mm-hmm. and just yeah. see. Getting that habit of just, yeah, putting yeah. words down. And, yeah. yeah. See see where I kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I've... I've often thought about that. Mm-hmm. So my sister, who I brought up earlier, mm-hmm. she, she, um, she has started writing in the last... She actually has come forward that she uh she she just finished her first book uh like last year um she's not published or anything Mm -hmm. but is um kind of working in that direction and she's a great writer Mm -hmm. her stuff is really cool Mm -hmm. is mostly writing young adult lit kind of books um you know kind of in the fantasy realm but she's she's great at it uh it's her stuff is really cool to read uh kelton and i actually kind of helped proofread her first her first book Mm -hmm. Uh, so we read it last summer but yeah she she did come forward and say that she started she wrote the majority of that book when she was in high school Mm -hmm. um but has since like kind of gone back through it but she would be my my sister is an incredible introvert 
Mm -hmm. um, going back to that, like mm -hmm. she was doing things and thinking about things that I had no idea existed when we were kids. Mm -hmm. um, we also we weren't extremely close as kids because mm -hmm. we were really kind of different. Mm -hmm. sure. um, I was this very like loud and obnoxious you know, I was, you know, You're a teenage boy, yeah, 100%, but a, but a pretty, like a pretty outgoing, not always very good way mm. one. And she, she was very, you know, bookwormy seeming, right. just kind of not like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have, it, it wasn't until we were adults and mm -hmm. kind of into late college and stuff where we sort of became closer you know, so I I never really knew that all that stuff was going on, but um, it's been a really cool thing for me to kind of share with her nice. in the, in recent years. And she yeah. she sends me a lot of reads and stuff like that. Nice. So a lot of the books I've read in the last few years have been recommendations from her. And you know, we talk I'll talk about what we read and cool. being able to read her writing has been um, something that's kind of made me interested. Mm -hmm. I, I suppose so. Nice, cool. And where does she live? Uh, she lives in McMinnville. Oh. Yeah, she's a winemaker. Oh, wow. Her and her husband are both winemakers, um, mm. and he's a big bookworm, too. Um, mm -hmm. So um, so what kind of books do you like to read now? Do you have any, or you just kind of like to read um, whatever? Uh, honestly, I, I got to say, I'm still, like, young enough in my in my true, like, reading career uh -huh. that I, I think it would be naive for me to say that I have certain things I really like. Mm -hmm. More or less, I've just found some authors I like, and then yeah. I read... Mm -hmm. I read that author for mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most recently, I've been reading uh, this guy, Peter Heller, mm. who is, uh, he wrote for Outdoor Magazine for a long time, mm. and I, I think still does. He's from Denver. But he writes these these novels that are like kind of mystery sort of novels and that are super suspenseful, but uh -huh. they all, they're like historical fiction, so they oh, take place okay. in an area that all, everything is historically accurate about it, nice. but it's all... So, so you learn a lot of that kind of stuff, plus yeah. you get the mystery. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I'm kind of fascinated by by both. But and it's all like outdoor stuff. He writes a lot about, he's a big fisherman, so he mm. writes a lot about fishing and different. Yeah. One of them is about a you know multi-day canoe trip and stuff, and I mm. like doing outdoor stuff, so I kind of connect with all of it. But he's he's just, his writing is awesome. So. Yes. Annie Prue, she's one of my favorite oh, uh -huh. writers. She has gained fame through a couple of her books, The yeah. Shipping News, uh, which I love. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wrote Brokeback Mountain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those are probably her most famous yeah. books. But... That's the one I've read. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to, it's like, I know I've read something by her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. that one's in her collection of short stories. Have you yeah. read the, have you read any of mm -hmm. the others that are in that mm -hmm. book? Well, that, that whole collection, they're called the Wyoming stories. Is oh, from a, okay. She's also kind of a historical fiction writer mm -hmm. where she would move to areas and. Oh. Oh. Right, kind of like ethnographically, mm. I guess, yeah. where she, yeah. you know, would really immerse herself in the local language mm -hmm. and way of life and then mm -hmm. write these fictional stories that were, yeah. that were just really grounded in that, oh, wow. you know, tradition. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I guess I'm kind of fascinated by people who commit the time to be able to right. do that well. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Nice. Ooh, is that sort of in that cultural anthropology See, direction? I, you got it. I know. I, and it, I think it really kind of comes from that. I had to read a ton of stuff. That, you know, I read a lot of eth ethnographies when I was mm -hmm. in school that were, they were that, except mm -hmm. yeah. much more dry. Like, yes. you know, I've moved to Peru and there's a small village here. Yes. And they speak this language, which has all of these characteristics. You know, mm -hmm. it's like pretty brutal to read. Right. Yeah. But um, I do 
writing fiction inside of a accurate context mm-hmm. is really cool. To oh me. yeah, kind of makes you feel like you're you're mm-hmm. really living it out. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I've kind of drawn myself to that type of stuff without really doing so intentionally. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like yeah. different writing. I'm reading mm-hmm. Fight Club right now, which oh, is a movie oh, yeah. that I liked growing up, yeah. uh, uh-huh. and I've never read the book, and it was sitting on my shelf and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I think I started it two days ago, and it's got me pretty gripped. So good, good. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Albrechtson, am I saying that you got right? It. Yeah. Albrechtson. What kind of name is that? We're, we're, we're talk about mm-hmm. talk about your cultural background. Uh, for a yeah, minute. good question. That's I mean, Albrechtson is a Danish name okay. that we think probably was like Albrechtson mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, gosh. I don't know my the backstory on my dad's side is pretty is a little tough to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have I have a cousin, this guy David, who um I have stayed in touch with, a really good, really good guy. Uh-huh. He dove into a lot of the family history okay. So I I'd have to phone a friend. But uh, he I d I don't know when the Albrechtson family immigrated, uh-huh. but I know for sure at least like my my f- my dad's grandfather on the Albrechtson side mm-hmm. was born in America. Mm, okay. So they're pretty, pretty deep and all in Idaho. Mm, um, okay. So that whole side, my dad is from Haley. Okay. So they grew up in the kind of Haley and Boise area. Mm-hmm. A lot of my dad's family had big ranch on the Wind River. Mm-hmm. Um and mom, what what's mom's maiden name? Where Monahan. Mom's maiden name is Monahan. Her her parents were her mother was Italian, <laughs> and her father was Irish. Mm. And they the immigration's a little tighter there. So my mom's grandparents immigrated, mm-hmm. and they immigrated to the Red Lodge area. Okay, oh. uh, to mine. Mm-hmm. So oh, there was really? coal mining there huh. at the time. And so um, I know that at least the Monahan side came to to coal mine, mm-hmm. and the Cabeto side, which was the Italian side, um, I'm not exactly sure what brought them to the area. Although I'm pretty sure it was in it was in natural resources in one sure. form or the yeah. other. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, we had cool family history on mm-hmm. that side. Um, a lot of cooking, uh, which. Um, in terms of uh, creative outlets, that's mm-hmm. probably the one that we haven't talked about. But I, I yeah. cook a lot, so yeah. that's that's kind of my main. There you go. That's my main daily uh, creative outlet. I think cool. at this point in my life, but hey. now that I'm not playing guitar as much as and, I should. And, uh, and 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 do you have some specialties that you cook? What do you when you cook? What um, do you cook? I honestly, I don't, I don't really have any real specialties, but I'm also kind of. Yeah, I've never really cooked by recipe. I, mm-hmm. I started cooking when I was when I was pretty young, and I and I worked as a cook for a long time. So yeah. until I moved to Kellogg, I was a cook. Mm. So I think yeah. at least ten years that I worked in restaurants, mm-hmm. and so yeah, just got a lot of time and experience in kitchens and working with other people. So nice. um, you know, I used to I kind of replicate a lot of things I learned in the various restaurants I right. worked in, but kind of never. I don't really cook by recipe, so just a lot of. Mm-hmm. And what kind of restaurants did you work? At? I mean, American cuisine or a, a, a wide range? Um, a pretty healthy mix. I mean, always no like authentic ethnic cuisine mm-hmm. uh, at any point, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I worked in some like bistro kind of restaurants that, uh-huh. that did like, you know, kind of French and Italian kind yeah. of dishes. But, um, and I grew up, I grew up cooking a lot of, of Italian with mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family. So mm-hmm. if I were going to give any, you know, ethnic food, a real authentic shot, that's probably my best, mm-hmm. probably my best bet there. <laughs> um, but I worked in, um, breakfast places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked cool. in a pizza kitchen at one point. I, I spent like, while I was in college, I worked in the catering kitchen of huh. my college, so mm, nice. which was like really large scale yeah, catering yeah. production. I mean, yeah. more or less, I was like a prep cook, so mm-hmm. just a lot of knife work. But yeah, when I was in, I lived in Portland for a short period of time for about a year, and I worked, I made a, I worked in a bar in the kitchen of a bar that was mm. a that was like a traditional English pub. So mm. we did a bunch of English food. Oh, uh, so like cool. pot pot pies and bangers mm-hmm. and mash and yeah. fish and chips and you know burgers and sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've kind mm-hmm. of done a cool. lot, really wide range of stuff. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So are you the the cook at the house most of the time? Uh, um, most of the time, yeah. yeah. Um, not always. Kelton also loves to cook, so that's a little <laughs> okay. bit of a bone okay. of contention in our house is who, who gets oh, to cook. Who gets to cook. Yeah. Um, which is a good, that's a good issue. Yeah, oh, that that's is. a great uh, issue. And she's yeah. a great cook, too. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm always, um, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm kind of controlling over the kitchen, uh, mostly just because it's, like, something I really, like, it is probably my main, like, de-stressor. Right. I, like, nice. come home from work, work and cook. That's mm-hmm. kind of the yeah. way that I get my yeah. mind off of good. and yeah. kind of digest my day a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, it's always been a bit of an outlet for me, so... Mm-hmm. I think that's why I control it. <laughs> I try to tell her, it's like, it's not because of what you make. Like, I like right. what you make. Just, it, you know, it's just what I kind of crave to do mm-hmm. when I get home at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Nice. Anyway. Oh, that's, uh, and that's pretty cool that, that you have been able to identify that for yourself. I think, yeah. I, I think about kids. I think about me. Uh, and, and I think... You know, we would say that everyone's creative and that uh, sometimes our struggle is we don't know, we don't know where to go with some of that. And until we find something that, uh, that does that for us. Yeah. I mean, writing does that for me. And I didn't take the time to write. So the fact that, you know, oh, cooking is one way for me to de-stress a little bit. Get some of that, get some of that out. That's. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and I've always thought of it as, as being lucky that I have that relationship with it too, because it's mm-hmm. it's also just like a it's a necessity. Right. So yeah. like, like, we, we got it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one gets to no one gets to give you a hard time because you're down in your in your in your hole writing. Right. You know, right. like could yeah. you have something better you should be doing? You yeah. know, like, well, we gotta eat. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know to tell you. I'm just cooking dinner, you know. It's like, it's actually quite the opposite. Yeah. They have to, like, thank That's you. Right. Yeah. That's you know? right. It's like, they've got to thank you for making yeah. yourself. Yeah. So have you cooked better. for your students? Um. Yeah, I have. Yeah, totally. When I was doing after school program stuff, I used to cook with them quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. I would do kind of, like, full little, we had, like, one day a week where we would, yeah. I would teach them to cook different stuff, which was fun. Um, yeah. I don't work it in as much as I should uh, in my English class. I've always, like... I've always told Kelton, like, I've got to figure out some kind of, like, cool unit to do yeah. where I can incorporate, uh, you know, food. Uh, yeah. A little, little tougher to pull off <laughs> right. in the gen ed class. Yeah. I make my leadership kids cook quite a bit. Uh-huh. Good. Oh, like, nice. during uh, Teacher Appreciation Week, I, oh, make them, sure. I make them cook stuff for the teachers the Very whole week. Good. Nice. Uh, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, I try. I try as often as I can. Yeah. It's also unfortunately it's a little expensive. Yeah. Yes, know. that's yeah. true. So uh-huh. um, try mm-hmm. to figure out how to how to make that work. Fortunately, with that leadership class, we have a little bit of a budget we're working with, and we mm-hmm. fundraise for it and stuff. So yeah, as long as I can find a reasonable <laughs> reason to have them right. cooking. Yeah. One day when they let me bring back the. You know the the what once was the home ec class. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know right. what the more appropriate term is for it now, but yeah. they, uh, yeah. yes, I would love if I could run like a cooking elective. I would be on wow. cloud nine. Yeah. So yeah, I'll keep pitching that. There you go. Yeah, we don't have a kitchen in the new school though. No, that's part of that was part yeah. of the issue of us leaving yeah. the old school. Right. Yeah. So we gave up yeah. the kitchen. So see, in my brain, it immediately goes to oh, this this just works so well with writing though. Kids, we're gonna cook. Uh, we're gonna cook Italian cuisine, and here are these Italian place names and <laughs> yeah. characters, and let's write this. And yeah, here's the recipe, and yeah. Yeah. Grandma yeah. used to do this. You could write great stories that would connect. Yeah. So. No, the, the but potential that's my is there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the, yeah, I'm with you. The potential is there. It's just mm-hmm. trying to trying to craft something that's yeah. That's that's at some point I will. Oh, very fun. Very good. This is what we like to do, is just sort of sit and talk and get to know people better mm-hmm. and, and find out, oh, where does your creativity lead you and where has it led you? And I think mm-hmm. we've heard some of that. So that was very fun. Scott, oh. thank you so much. Hey, yeah, thank, thank you. you guys, Paul and Carol. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you. Thank you. Great fun. Thank yeah. you. All right. Yeah. And Cleo did not bark too much. No, I just think, a few. yeah. She, she made the recording just a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for more conversations with people who live creative lives. Carol, any thoughts on today's episode? I loved when Scott talked about one of his creative outlets as cooking. And uh, I don't think either of us realized he'd been a cook in restaurants Mm -hmm. for many, many years. And that's something he enjoys doing and kind of a de-stressor for him. Mm -hmm. And that was fun to learn about that creative outlet that he has. Mm Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter, read our weekly Fertile Ground blog posts, and find out what else we do at Grow Me A Story. You can also like our Grow Me A Story page on Facebook and our Grow Me A Story garden on Instagram. Join us next Friday for another episode of Dreams and Bones. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.